Welcome to Grounded Sounds. Welcome. Good to be here tonight. How are you, Jen? Doing well, Abel. How are you? Pretty awesome. Good. Your week going okay? I know it is. Uh, today is day two mm-hmm. of stay-at-home slash shop dad. Very went back to work yesterday. Oh my gosh. That well, seemed fast. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm back at work also and with the baby. So we're kind of figuring out how to run a spice shop with the baby. <laughs> the newborn baby there. Yeah, I tried to I tried to put on the little backpack thing today. Uh-huh. And it turns out there's a size restriction <laughs> on those, which was They're my not very dad friendly, humbling experience of the day that I'm too fat for a baby backpack. No, uh, that's yes. not true. That's the thing. But no. no, week's going good. Um, it's, Like I said, it's challenging. Um, so Alice, does she wear a little apron at the spice shop? She should. I need to get her one. Yeah. Baby spice? Baby spice apron. She's awesome <laughs> because uh, she's so chill. And you can just give her to people, like anyone that comes in that vaguely looks like a grandma. I'm like, hey, you want to hold baby? <laughs> and absolutely. Go. Oh, and they're like, oh my God, yeah, let me go wash my hands. That's either the best or the worst. It's pretty awesome. Policy. I mean, <laughs> Alice is so cool that like she's just been passed off to everybody your whole life. So she just could absolutely care less. She's a social baby spice. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's going to be a really cool way to grow up, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. How about you? What's going on with you this week? Yeah. Um, How's your meeting with... The Westfest stuff, go. Great. Good meeting. Yeah. We can. Uh, Rachel called and said that you gave her a proposal. I was like, I bet it's awesome. Everything Jen does is so cool. <laughs> and she gave me a lot too much. I haven't looked at it yet. But yes. Yes. We submitted the proposal. And she said, if she said, if Abel agrees uh, on this, then we're good. So I said, well, I oh, think. Oh, so I'm going to bust balls. Yeah. 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 You're the determining factor, <laughs> Whatever Abel. Whatever you guys bid, I want you to take that, cut it in half. <laughs> And then double that, and that's going to be our offer. Well, we uh, kind of just made our own budget. We're like, we'll chip away at this area and chip away at this area, and then you can pay us from there. (laughs) Sounds good. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's awesome. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're excited about Westfest coming up in August. Fingers crossed, man. (laughs) I mean, I was in on it last year, and (laughs) I have complete faith in your ability to pull off a concert, Jen. Thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that, Abel. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was a great meeting, um, great weather today. and Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, were you guys outside? We did. We went to Will Rogers Park on a little hike slash walk. Slash, I mean, Lilu's not much of a hiker. I'm going to say my four-year-old. Um, oh, I was talking about your meeting with Rachel. I was like, oh, yeah. we went on a hiking meeting. <laughs> we went on a hike to meeting. To a concert. <laughs> I should have taken <laughs> oh, her to the cool. Will Rogers no, Amphitheater. Yeah. Not the Will Rogers. Yeah, yeah the Will Rogers Amphitheater. Amphitheater. They have a really cool outdoor amphitheater at Will Rogers Park. Oh, sweet. That's my next tactic when I'm pitching a yeah. <laughs> proposal. Imagine this space. <laughs> Imagine you in this space. Like with stand rock here on stars. the stage. Stand here. Did you know when I was living in Denver, every day that there's not a concert, you can just go to Red Rocks and hang out on the stage. Oh, man. Like you can walk around. Like people go over out there and work out all the time. There's like around the rocks and yoga on the rocks and all this stuff. That would but be like so the cool. whole stage, the everything is just it's an it's a park. So you can just go stand on stage at Red Rocks and like it's amazing. I just go up there and just hang out. Yeah. Man, well, I guess I will say I just got back from California over the weekend. Sweet. So how'd that go? Great. I went to Auburn, California you didn't to drink visit any wine, did you? one of my de- none. Good. No wine. Absolutely. Yes, I drink wine. Mm-hmm. We went to a winery, the Martinelli winery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really nice. It's like seventh generation, mm-hmm. you know, family owned. And uh we no, I visited one of my old, oldest uh, high school friends there. Um, and we 
hit the beach. We went to Bodega Sweet. Bay. We hit the Armstrong Redwood Tree Forest. Um, oh, I heard that one fell down. Um, the one that you could drive the car through. Yes, yes. It but I don't think down. that was in that, the Armstrong. Okay. But I, she did tell me about that. Yeah. Um, we did a, a, like a wine tasting. It's It was so awesome. It was a great. I was a little envious um, that there's so many landscapes out there. Yeah. Like they're, you know, two and a half hour trip. You can yeah. do orchards and beach and arches. Yeah, Carrie lake. and I's whole like goal in life now is to get enough income streams so that before we get too old, we can just go hang out at national parks all the time. Yes. Just like it's a way to live go. at national parks mm-hmm. and like a little tiny house. And just because you should follow the U.S. Department of Interior's Instagram feed. Okay. It is insane. Uh, Alice <laughs> Pearl has her own Instagram feed and the only fees that she follows are U.S. Department of Interior and the Grand Canyon. And <laughs> I love both those of those feeds are just killer. <laughs> the only like, two that your baby follows. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to go live in Glacier like right now. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to follow them from That's Alice. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose we can visit with our guests <laughs> tonight. To. I know, right? If they <laughs> Andrell doesn't care. He's over there making moves. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like tweeting over there. Like these guys are lame. They just want to talk about babies and We're talking about state babies parks. and national parks. How lame is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Boring. That's strictly a 35 and over demographic. <laughs> Usually know, that right? first part of the day we talk about booze. Oh, we should talk a little bit about booze. Okay. All right. I was drinking a, a Ramos Gen Fizz when I walked in here because uh, <laughs> Savings and Loan has their little Mardi Gras menu. Right yes, now. I saw so that. So they've got Hurricanes and Cesaracs and all the mm. New Orleans drinks. Mm-hmm. But the Ramos Gin Fizz, uh, invented in 19, or 1888, um, traditionally is a 16-minute shake. And there's an egg white in there. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about it, and it makes it really, really foamy. So essentially all they're doing is, is um, making a meringue. Yeah. They're essentially like making a, you know, like whipped egg whites. They're getting to like soft peaks mm-hmm. in your cocktail with uh, some gin and some orange water, mm-hmm. which makes it really, really nice. And it's a really traditional. Um, the bartender down at Savings and Loan, while he does a fantastic job, we had Alex. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mixing them up tonight, but uh, he did do about a five minute shake. He gave me the shaker for <laughs> a couple minutes because his hands he were getting it off. cold. Yeah. So, <laughs> This is too long. Is it a discount for that? It's an interactive yeah. cocktail. <laughs> right. right. If like, you have to make your own drink, will they knock it work, off? So, yeah. <laughs> DIY bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, idea. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I have one of those at home. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever comes and makes me cocktail. <laughs> well, welcome guests. We Let's introduce everybody. Hi, Andrell. Hello. How are you? I'm great. It's yeah. awesome to be on, on this podcast. On somebody else's podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have your own, right? I've never been in this seat before. See, I took your seat. Like this is this is well, no, generally no. my seat. So. Yeah, I don't know where you sit. You probably sit right here. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just wherever. So we have yes, Andrell from Naked City, OKC, and we also have the guys from Magnificent Bird tonight out of Norman. Mm-hmm. So we can't wait to visit all about their music and EP. Um, is it a full length album? It's full length. It is oh, a full length album. LP, sorry. sorry. I kept saying EP. Um, but yeah, Andrell um, also has a podcast called All In with right. Toby and Justin. So you guys, we're all in this mostly harmless media podcast family. Right. We try to build each other up and cheer each other on. Andrell's kind of our little brother. Yeah. <laughs> Really, all, all in is like all in. All in is a few weeks babies. younger they were than us. At least a month or two after we started. 
I mean, we've been the we've been the little brother for you know well until you guys came along. Yeah, I guess. See? so yeah. now it's them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tell us about what you've been working on lately, Andrell. Well, man, where do I start? Um, there's just a lot of like a whirlwind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, re- revamping Naked City, and and um, as you know, I do photography and um, video, so. Um, just a lot of cool stuff around the city, music videos and and um, stuff for um, OACF, which the Red Tide is coming up this mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. So I'll be there. Um, and just, like I said, just a whirlwind of things going. <laughs> well, and for Start. listeners who don't, have not seen... Uh, discovered okay naked okc yet um you're an online you're an online magazine correct right Uh, online i I like to say media site because when you say magazine people think of that's true flipping through yeah so just a media site that supports the the um the arts the, the the food culture the um just all of that everything okc um and i mean just just we just want to be an advocate of of uh, promoting and pushing whatever's positive in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love it here. Um, I'm originally I'm from Arkansas, but I've been here for five years, going on six now. Mm-hmm. And um, just I love the the how the community just embraces everybody and is always, like you said, there to kind of lift you up and just say, hey, you know, you're doing something positive. What, what can we do to help? So mm-hmm. it's been an awesome journey. And uh, meeting good people like you and Abel yeah, <laughs> is always great. How long have, I'm trying to think, because you and I have been friends for, I don't know, the last year and a half or so, or, mm-hmm. um, but how long, when did you start Naked OKC? It is, okay, long, short story, right? Yeah. So I used to live in Wichita, Kansas. Um, Sorry. It, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and a friend of mine ran, it was just Naked City, and uh, it was a gallery and an actual print magazine and she did that for a while it's pretty cool I, I've, I've had um photography exhibitions there and uh there's a uh, even a video um kind of like this podcast but it's a video series called creative rush mm-hmm. where um i was interviewed on there too about some things but i'd help her out a lot with that and everything was good and in one day you know um just a lot of things changed you know advertising etc cetera, etc cetera. and she ended up moving to uh new orleans and it started it closed down and we were sad, like, what happened to the gallery? And I mean, it was like a, a place kind of like the studio here where everybody would, you know, all come together and just, you know, uh, meet up and hang out and, you know, talk about projects and, you know, even um, check out the exhibitions that were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I moved here, she, you know, we kept in touch and I would check on her and see how things were going. And she'd do the same with me. And I was trying to figure out what to do here to... Um, to kind of get that same thing going. Mm-hmm. And and I and I mentioned to her, I said, man, we really need something like Naked City. And she goes, why don't you do a Naked City there? And I was like, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, you helped out so much and, you know, you were just so much of a part of it. And she was like, I would love for you to run with that. And so I kind of considered it over a weekend. And then I was like, you know what? That would be awesome. And then that's how it, that's how it started, actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that it kind of rolled over into Oklahoma City. <clears throat> yeah. So and then and then it turned into something totally different than what I <laughs> what I what I wanted it to be. Um, I'm a uh, explorer by nature. Like I like to be. I'm I'm always on the go. I like to 
you know, try new things, see new things, do new things. And um, I would meet up with friends and they say, hey, where were you at? Where were you at? And I, hey, I was watching Dear People or I was at the JB. And they're like, where is that? Where is this? Where? Or I'm, hey, come join me. I'm eating at the mule. And where is that at? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you live here? You're born and raised? You don't know where the mule? You know, <laughs> like, these people. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> or, in, you know, in Paseo, I'm like, what? You, you never heard of sauce? Oh, man, we, we get them in the spice shop all the time, you know. So my demographic is, is a little bit older and mm-hmm. a little bit, and, you know, not quite as hip sometimes. And we get the hip kids in there, too. But, you know, I, and it's really cool. I get to the point where people will come in and be like, hey, where should I eat? And I'll, t- I'll list some of you know, stuff like you're saying, the mule sauce. Um, and we send people to RJ's at any number of really great restaurants in the city. And they're like, oh, every time we come, we always just eat at Charleston's. Oh, like, don't yeah. do that. Doesn't that suck? Don't be that guy. N- nothing, <laughs> Seriously. Not to shun Charleston's, but there are so many great <laughs> local restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> no, Charleston's I mean, good. It's, it's, there's a lot. I yeah. found out the other day, Hal Smith that owns Charleston's feeds a third of Oklahoma City every single day. Oh, my gosh. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is kind of unbelievable. And he has actually been talking to Corey over at Off the Hook Seafood to maybe do something with Corey. So that's another. that's like a big chain type guy that's mixing in with with a really super local guy that's done some really great stuff but sweet you know like you're saying you know people i i, I completely hear what you're saying because like i always send people to like places that i go all the time like i had no idea mm-hmm. tuckers yeah. what yeah <laughs> like drum room yeah yeah people like what it's straight from the shop I'm yeah I'm, i love drum room every time you know i have people so come weird. here that haven't been i take them to the drum room first yeah, yeah. like that's one of the first stops they're like this is so good. Yeah, on legit. Western Avenue. Yeah, where it is across Abel's street shop, shop is. Yeah, it's well, like fried chicken that's really good without having to drive to El Reno. <laughs> I mean, right? it's, it's without the drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's good to kind of pay attention to districts too because you know there's so many districts in Oklahoma City. So there's and there's great places within those districts. So if people are kind of trying to explore the city, mm-hmm. you know we have Western Avenue or we have Paseo or Plaza or now Automobile Alley or right. you know there's so many districts that um, have these great places for sure to eat and hang out. Just the fact that we have districts now is pretty, yeah. right. pretty awesome. Pretty cool. We're so lucky. Well, I came late to the party. You did. And so everybody was telling me how, like, this was not a thing not so long ago. Yeah, and I'm, and I can't fathom, like, the stories they tell me. They're yeah. like, this whole thing was never a district. It was people yeah. just hanging out, loitering. I'm like, what? <laughs> just this, this place? Getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. When I left in 04, you know, a, I didn't really know that the plaza was even there. Mm-hmm. But if I would have gone to the plaza in 2004, 2005, like, that was not where you wanted to be. That's what everybody I mean, was telling me. There was, like, Wayne Coyne's house a couple <laughs> streets back, but the plaza was not anything. But, I mean, you know, I left in 04, came back in 2010 or 11, and it was a completely different town. I mean, mm-hmm. just 100% nine-day different. That's what I left 2004. And like, I just stayed at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> Hung well, out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of that. Wow, man! So that's a huge change over a short period mm-hmm. of time. Yeah, yep. which which speaks to the growth. Well, and I I went to an event a couple years ago, and it was get to know your districts. And that night, it was about Plaza. So you had like Lindsay, I think from Collected Thread, sure. and then um, is it Amanda? Amanda and Dylan. Amanda Broadway. I remember Broadway. Yeah, when they first moved in yep. there, sort of DNA. DNA. Mm-hmm. And that's what they talked about. They said we lived in our spaces, you know, and uh, the, girl, the street some was still do. Yeah. Um, and, but they said they had some great stories about, you know, what was going on in that neighborhood at the time. And um, sure. it was, I mean, it was definitely kind of a leap of a leap of faith for uh, them. This, it's funny you mentioned the mule. Uh, Joey with the mule, uh, the day before we opened, you know, Joey, kind of eccentric dude, like 
big hair. I don't yeah. know. He's really cool. But um, so me and my mom are sitting over in the spy shop the day before we open, like putting stuff together, like 11 o'clock at night. And this wild haired dude comes over and he's like, hey, man, what are you guys doing? And we're just like, uh, we're going to open a store tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we're opening a bar. It's going to be called The Mule. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And we want to <laughs> use all your stuff. This is so fantastic. Deedle, deedle, dee. Oh. And we're like, okay. And so they opened about um, a little bit over a month after we did. And their first chef, Ryan, did use a good amount of stuff from the spice shop. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's, The Mule and I was kind of always at that same. We're right about the same age. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They're, it's not like a little brother or a big brother. No, it's just well, I mean, your twins. Yeah. yeah, twinsies. <laughs> twinsies. <laughs> well, so um, do you want to tell about your podcast, Andrell? You guys have All In. Yeah, All In is like the, like the, the, um, Mischievous little brother. That's that's why when Abel said we were the little, yeah, we were the little brother podcast. I was like, yeah, that's us. Um, it's 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 called all in because it means all inclusive, whether it's race, gender. You know, mm -hmm. it's like Toby is is, and we're all from different walks. You know, I'm African American. You know, Justin's the the young. Um, I don't know what you want Justin's to call. Justin's the one hipster. with the beard. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> and then Toby's the the older female. So like, and then you get us all talking about the same. Uh, topics but it's different perspectives and, and it gets kind of wild so yeah. it's a lot I mean, of fun it's really fun toby's also justin's mom yeah <laughs> to be fair yeah <laughs> so it's 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 really fun it's cool yeah yeah the, there i like i like toby and justin a lot little yeah. shout out yeah, we had them on, yeah. on the podcast we did we had them on for amfest last year <laughs> and so i'm sure we'll rendezvous yeah. again yeah. um yeah so how how long i'm trying to think when you guys started like what three four months ago or Two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was Man, it's, it's, October. So I listened to the first episode in yeah. Boston. I was going to say, it went so fast. At Salem. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man. Mm -hmm. Well, Andrella, I wanted you to kind of share um, your vision for uh, kind of supporting artists or uh, highlighting artists. Because you and I had a great conversation several months ago about how mm -hmm. you were really wanting to expose um, artist processes. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's kind of what one of your passions is like kind of finding out what you know whether it's a music artist or um fine artist or, yeah. yeah you can leave yeah. your clothes on That's um cool. actually this is, this is what we do for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> clothes are coming yeah. off right we have the perfect bodies podcast. <laughs> yes. I, have a, I have a face oh, for podcasts you're gonna put it for a minute there i thought you were just gonna drape my sweater but <laughs> over your lap <laughs> i can't stop <laughs> Apparently the, the, the band a, today, the uh, Peekinese birds are ninety-year-old women. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the old, old part again. Afghan. Well, I mean, I have a, definitely a grandma sweater on tonight. No. So You're always stylish, Jen. Oh my Stop gosh, it. thank you. Oh, whatever, uh, Andrew. I'm like in my sweats most Jen's of the time, like lounging. The checkerboard vans See? tonight. See, well, sure. I can try. I mean, I've know. got the shell toes, and Jen's got the checkerboard vans. We are pretty much killing it on the footwear game. Man, I have some of those in red. Because right I love red shoes, so I have those, Abel, but in red suede. Oh, well, red and white. Some yeah. Great vans. Yeah, I love these vans. Yeah, I like I'm those. A, Band fan too, so and you guys have the cool boots. Yep. <laughs> the band is wearing the boots. In case this is the first time real. I've I've owned cool boots. <laughs> I didn't know that our boots matched until this moment. Wow, guys, <laughs> yeah, did when you bought so twins. more twinsies? Yes, exactly. Let the record show I had mine first. <laughs> okay, good. Let the record also show that mine have leather shoelaces. Wow, <laughs> that's right. Mm. 
He went up to. I love him. Story about everything. I once got a pair of boots with leather shoelaces because I was like, I am sick of shoelaces fraying out and everything. Yeah. And they broke. They break. They always break. That's why I do not. That's so sturdy. That's the price you pay for style. Inconvenience. Inconvenience and money. It depends too. Non-functional, but it depends too. What you did with those. <laughs> but no, I mean just your leather, la- your leather laces. It depends what you do. Like if you get them wet and all that yeah, stuff, then oh yeah, they yeah. tend to. But if you well, I, I, my first set of this is a weird subject, but my first set of leather, we leather laces, laces I put on, on, I put on some <laughs> some right. Doc Martens. Oh yeah, and like every. I don't know, third time I, I put the boots on, you know, you pull them tight, snap. Okay, well, I'll shorten this one. And I, I paid that price for so long because I loved the way that they looked. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, just went ahead and bought and a second pair. And then you put a new pair of laces in your docks, and they look completely wrong. Yeah. 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 Completely wrong. The, the laces make the entire boot. Sure. They do. I get it. Got to be worn. <laughs> they do. But I still I'll, have my docks <laughs> that I bought senior year in high school. You do? Mm-hmm. They have no tread. But they do still. <laughs> you can get those resold, by the way. I have thought about sending them off, but then I'm kind of emotionally attached to those. Not, they're not, it's not that expensive. Yeah. There's a new company gotta, that makes England, uh, the, the factory in England, there's a new company now in that factory. Really? That does so you sold. can still get yeah. original Doc yeah. Martin. I know this because my brother is a big Doc mm-hmm. Martin fan, but also I have a guilty pleasure of Birkenstock. Oh, I know yeah. this is, I was going to say this is my closet. No, <laughs> obsession. But I, seriously, I love the two strap yeah. um, docs. I mean, uh, Berg. Do you listen to a lot of Ani DeFranco? <laughs> I don't. I just like Bergs, man. And it's, you can just really slide in them. And just walk many, around in all the summer. How many little have you been to? <laughs> <laughs> if I, it, if I, it was I, a little warmer, I'd have them on right now. I and, love well, I guess you, so, like, that's, that's my whole fascination with... With shoes nowadays, it's like, okay, how were these built? Yeah. Okay, then all the, okay, this is the good See? stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when when we start, like, moving our, our – we're broke as shit, me and my wife. But it's like we're looking at these nice boots, like, maybe they could last, like, five years. Then mm-hmm. we make it our – you know, make it a good investment. Mm-hmm. She went and bought some Birkenstocks like See? two weeks ago, oh, and I was, I've been giving her hell for it. <laughs> they're like one thirty. Like I'm, I'm kind of jealous because there's some solid like, See? built shoes. But like, you can get the sole repair for forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And that's another five years on yeah. those. And mm-hmm. like, see, I graduated high school almost twenty years now. See, so, you know, there you go. But they look great. If you want to get like too. a pair of flip flops <laughs> that'll last forever, rainbow. Oh, yeah, those are cool flip flops. I've had a pair too. of rainbow flip flops for 10 years now. Whoa. They're getting a little beat up, but mm-hmm. they will last. I did that. I, I went on the, I could only find them on Amazon. The I wanted just the basic, like 1970s built mm-hmm. flip flop. Mm hmm. That does not have a can opener or a bottle opener <laughs> on the bottom, you know. it's, or beer it, logo. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, all all the 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 good looking ones that I could find would have like a beer logo or like mm. bottle opener, OU or a bottle <laughs> opener. So, There's always some little thing off, but. I love how yeah, long so I hijacked that shoes. for a yeah. good Oh, I was going to say, sorry about that. I, I kind of got this, I kinda got this snowball. No, we haven't um, ventured into shoes to on answer, podcast I know, we have never talked about them. <laughs> to answer your question, Jen. No. Yes, yes. Sorry, <laughs> minutes, back to the creative the process minutes. of artists. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. that's, part of the, that's part of the revamp. Um, I actually have a few artists um, that I'm already working with on the uh, on the creative process, like going to studio, you know, um, film their process, talk to them about the you know the new material and and such, um, and that came from uh, just 
being out, meeting a lot, you know, a lot of them are my friends now, you know, are really good friends of mine, but um, just being out and, and to be honest, when I first uh, checked out the music scene and art as well, fine art and, and such, and I, I couldn't believe that these artists, I was like, these, you're from Oklahoma? Like the sound and, the, and everything was just so much, it's like, I could see you on a stage in New York mm-hmm. or California or Nashville or... You know, it's just it's a so, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so many. And I'm like, this is so untapped, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I just want to do whatever I can to help them have a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to, you should to talk to Ursa that. Wild, the band we had on here last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to those guys? No, I've, I've seen the, their performance, though. Really? Yeah. I uh, we, we interviewed them last week, and I was having a hectic day, and I didn't get to listen to their album before they came on, so they came on and played. Performance was fine. I was like, it's kind of neat, whatever. And then I went and listened to their EP like midweek. It's killer. Yeah, it's like Duran Duran stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's really '80s poppy and really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's just good. so many. Like I mean, like Steven Cell one is amazing. Oh, you know, Deus, he's a rapper. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. You have um, uh, Chelsea mm-hmm. and and her new Vonna Pearl. Chelsea Coe. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. We've had of them course, on. of course, you guys. Oh, Andre is really supportive. Willow Way, yeah, Willow Way is amazing. Fantastic act. I mean, and, and you, like I love. Of course, I've already said this, but I love, 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 dear people. Mm-hmm. Um, Horse Thief, mm-hmm. um, Friday. the So Help Me's. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, oh, goodness, I just, yeah, I yeah. See, I mean, and just the list just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And um, have like you listened said, to Magnificent Bird yet? Though I have not. Stephen told me who was coming, and mm-hmm. I go. I haven't heard of of them before, but I saw you at another podcast a little while back, right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Which one? This on is this first, podcast? No, this no, is the first no. time oh, really? on our podcast. No, no. You know what? You guys, you and Justin Joslin look That's a lot who like. Is. Yes. He has the oh, hat just on some him. guy that looks like. Yes. Him. No, yeah, he had the hat. Like and every, <laughs> did he not have your exact outfit on, man? And boots. <laughs> so, and boots. Yes. No, yeah, beard, uh, black glasses, and beanie are are a thing, and I, I get. <laughs> I get sorry most, about that. You see no, them everywhere. <laughs> the thing you don't realize is they're all assassins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you see that person, watch, Look the watch other way. We're right. working on our branding. You'll <laughs> <laughs> dial it in for sure. Guys, no, that's a that's a ruse for you guys to switch in and out. If you have a sick day, hey, could you fill in for me? <laughs> oh yeah, last uh, Norm Music Fest, like four people at least <laughs> came up and said. Oh my God, Steve! I was talking to this guy for like three minutes <laughs> before I realized that I don't know him at all. He looks exactly like you, and so I'm like, it's it's funny now. It's the end of the night. I'm telling somebody else's story, and as I'm telling uh, this guy Quentin uh, the story, he, somebody who looks exactly like me <laughs> starts walking up from the background, and I'm like. There he is, and I freaked him out a little bit. I'm sure, but like, have you have people been telling you this? Yeah, we're drinking by that point. <laughs> More music fest, so it's so. okay. You were drinking. You have a lot of doppelgangers, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if we've introduced you, Steve and Nathan from Magnificent Bird. So Hello. welcome. Yes, thank you guys for being here, and it's yeah. just a, a joy to have Did you guys. guys Playing on a music fest last year. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yes. Uh. Yeah, tell Wait, us about have, yourselves. Have we played? Have we played every normal? Music? We took one year off. We took one year. We so the uh, magnificent bird has been a a thing for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's had several 
different forms um, and which which is dwindled down to a present form of myself and Nathan uh, but what we used to do was apply for Norm Music Fest, get really prepared to play a show, play Norm Music Fest, have certain feelings about whether or not we did well or not, <laughs> and then not do anything for a whole year <laughs> until the application time came around. That's rock and roll. That was our, that was our so plan awesome. to take over the world. <laughs> well, yeah. I I've been doing it for a long time, but there'd be dormant years where, you know, your life changed since I got married. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, you you take a couple years off, and now we're kind of back and spending more time on it. Cool. Yeah. So the album came out when? You told me earlier, I forgot. November of last year. What's the name? Uh, Every Little Thing She Does is Tragic. Oh, yeah, the title track. I didn't know that was the name of the album at all. Good. I didn't know if it was going to be a cover. Well, our, not. our blog <laughs> editor, Evan Jarvix, turned I was going to say, did, do you guys know Jarvix? I'm sure yeah, you do. Yeah. You guys did a blog. One of, one of our first uh, shows with those songs and, and this, uh, uh, just, uh, it just being us two, was uh, Porch Fest. And we shared the porch with, with Evan. And that's when I got to see all the cool stuff that he does. He's a great uh, artist. I'm still yet to see the cool stuff. Evan super does. artist, super guy. He's, we had him he's on the one podcast of those dudes and he was that, like, when he walks in the room, like, Jarvis, what are you doing? So, <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. It goes one or two ways. There's that, or you walk in the room and Evan's sitting there and, and you're just chit-chatting and all of a sudden he'll turn around and be like, I'm really quiet. <laughs> that's, that's He's cool. the only dude I know that can pull off those black jeans know, right? with those leather shoes and no socks. He kills yeah. it, man. I'm like, what? In, <laughs> in 110 degrees. Dude, I think my hat game's on point a lot, and then Evan will roll up in some hat that I'm like, man, it's killer. How does he do yeah. that? I know. Evan, you get your uh, shout-out of the... Oh, podcast. I think we give him a shout out probably every single podcast because he's so amazing. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's, I don't know him personally very well, but just like from from having interacted with him a little bit recently, he came to our show last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago and uh, he's written some really nice things and I've kind of looked at his writing and noticed like he, he's an incredibly intuitive writer and he picks yeah. up on things that, you know, other people... Not other people will write an article or a review of an album and then kind of like hit a few major points and gloss it over. And he's one of the only people I've seen that is picking up on subtle layers in the yeah. songs and actually in getting interpretations that other people are missing. A couple weeks ago, the band that was in the room that we were talking to. Lunar Laugh. Lunar Laugh was here. And we're like, so Lunar Laugh, tell us about the album, this or that, and your sound. And they're like kind of stumbling around it. And I was like, Evan, you're way better at this. Would you please <laughs> I mean, he explain? gave this whole, yes, <laughs> yeah. description. And you get this gorgeous Elo- description <laughs> yes. of like. So eloquent. He's like, it's sweet and it's tangy and it sticks <laughs> to the soul. <laughs> and all this stuff. And I was like, yes. Man, it that's so killer. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually played with Lunar Laugh. And uh, like, oh, cool. I, I, yeah, I'm terrible at describing music. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it's. I know he likes the Beatles, so it's kind of like, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty into Garth. I think he, I think he was into Garth. Yeah, that's what he said. We were, he was talking about Garth Brooks. Jared was. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like a real gift to be able to, because I'm the same way. I can't really always put words in, like for music and bands, and but Evan can, and he does these album reviews that are killer, man. Like mm-hmm. for listeners who have not read um, all of Evan's blog material, please go to CellarDoorMusicGroup.com and check yeah. out the blog because he. Mm-hmm. He has taken that and run and done it. The specific thing that that I want to point out 
on this Evan tangent that we have <laughs> is shoes and Evan, Evan Jarvik's power hour. Yes, <laughs> so it's is. Like, that's, we should name our podcast that actually. There's a, there's lots of like album reviews and stuff that I read that that like Nathan was talking about. You know, hits a few points. You kind of get the idea. And then there's some that's like, oh my god, I'm tired of reading this. Yeah, like you're about halfway through, and you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> full full of adjectives, and it just gets mm-hmm. kind of pretentious. None of the writing that I've ever seen from him sounded pretentious, mm-hmm. and that's for me to to see him doing that. I'm I'm wowed by it because yeah. I I can't tra- like toe that line at all. But. Yeah, we need more of that actually. Yeah, a lot more of that. You know, um, coming from from my perspective and view of things, you know, um, it's all driven by advertising now. Mm-hmm. And you can't say this or you can't allude to that because you're scared you'll lose your sponsorship or you're, you'll lose this advertiser because they're upset that you told the truth about their restaurant or, the, <laughs> or this band. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's the whole purpose, though. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the whole point. So if your burgers suck, just make a better burger. Yeah. yeah. Man, from, from an artistic perspective... I would I would pay good money for somebody to really tell me like it is. Critique, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A real I mean, true critique. Well, I mean, because our blog is not run on money, because it's run on love, <laughs> maybe we That's could. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> if Side anybody note. wants am to I, pay Evan am to. Am I about to get told like it is right now? <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you we do are really not want under, we're the not. honest truth of pizza in this city, <laughs> OKC over easy. Yeah. Mallory over there. I love Mallory. She pulls no punches on yeah. her. That's why I love her. Pizza in the City podcast. I listened to them this week. I was like, man, Mallory. There's a pizza in the City how you really feel. It's called OKC Over Easy. She just talks about food, restaurants and food. That sort of thing. That's why I don't I don't do any advertising or anything. Yeah. When, when when I was even considering it, mm-hmm. a close friend of mine who is an artist here, I won't name his name, but he put me into a room and he said, he said, listen, you've like what what he liked about me and a lot of other friends that, that were talking to me about it said, we love your honesty. And if you go this route, you will you won't be able to be you because then you're, you have to play the politics. So he's like, figure out whatever, whatever else you have to do mm-hmm. to, to rem, you know, to remain independent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you can do whatever. You don't care what people think because they're they're not paying your pockets and I keep your lights on. Yeah, yeah, just like our, I mean, we're not in bondage at all. Not yet. (laughs) I would be happy to be in bondage. (laughs) (laughs) Bring any big advertising dollars. (laughs) But for the time being, we are listener supported. We're still very free little souls on our. So basically, you can get a big, a huge sponsorship from Wayne Coin, and then you can do whatever. Like (laughs) deflaming lips and Wayne Coin hot sauce is the most amazing thing. (laughs) I think the trick is to find find a sponsor. And and tell them that you'll do one thing, but be completely. <laughs> like, After you get the check, they're not gonna. They're not. They ha- they don't have the staff to listen to what we're doing. Yeah. So, guys, here's how it really is. Mm-hmm. The first episode, the first two have to be. You know, PC, and then mm-hmm. after yeah. that, you can just sure yeah. take the wheels off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> then you, guys, then you right. can start promoting them with the the bam! I just shit my pants. With, like, <laughs> <Yeah. Mark Marin. laughs> 
I can tell you, I'm not looking forward to that drive back to Norman, but fuel prices aren't bothering me because my Hyundai Elantra. Yeah. <laughs> fuel efficient, comfortable. 40 miles per gallon. And sleek. Yeah. Well, we have a pretty positive podcast, so I yeah. think people should be like knocking on our door to you sponsor. Because we say really nice things about. We say, I think we might say every- too many nice things about too many businesses and products <laughs> because do. none of them have paid us anything for I know, it. Just so, like- so does that open the door then for the opposite of that? Because I think oh, if we Nathan, need to start saying <laughs> we need to start. If Nathan and I started our own podcast, <laughs> it would it would just be the worst. Be like, have you been to Cookie's Bar? That really, is really shit. pretentious <laughs> shit talking. And people have to pay you to say nice and things like, about what? them instead. People are knocking us on the podcast. <laughs> and the next week you're like, I went down to Cookie's and the karaoke was on We point. had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're hey, onto something I here. I was going to say, I love that idea, man. That is awesome. Me too. Or we'd be backhanded, like, well, it was it was crispy, if you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's funny that we're even talking about this, because on, on our other podcast, All In, or on my other podcast, our, on, on the other podcast that I'm on, I have a, it's a section called What's Your Beef? And in, in, in one episode, it was literally beef. Like my beef was the fact that every time I ask for a well-done burger, I get it pink. Mm-hmm. I didn't name the restaurant. Mm, no, no, no. You know? Why in God's name would you ask for a well-done burger, though? You said what? Why would you ask for well-done burger? Because I love my burgers without it's a pink. crime against that, beef in Well-done burger, that's that's okay. That's, See? That's passable. That's how my dad mm-hmm. orders Disagree. it. See? My dad was a beef no producer, pink. and yeah, it was well-done charcoal style, but... No. Since then, I've had some really good beef, and if you get like a medium, medium rare, decently produced beef hamburger, it's fantastic. Oh, medium! Oh, dude, I'll go medium rare on a hamburger if it's good beef. A couple about last year, halfway through the year, my wife and I decided that our fight was going to be: I want to know where my meat comes from. <laughs> I can't die on every single hill. I can't fight the vegan fight. I can't fight the <laughs> GMO fight. Yeah. But I can fight the I want to know where my beef, poultry, fish. Pork comes from. Yeah, I think that's all great. Of them? Yeah. Yes, every single <laughs> every food group. You have a point because I've actually I've had a very similar revelation this year. But like I'm, I'm drawing the line at seafood. Like five oh, seafood's t- the, actually the easiest one. Like I could help you out on that. Yeah, but like going to a Thai restaurant, I'm not going to be like, excuse me, was this was this? Oh, I'm man, was this I cook at home? I can restaurants that have any control. We're also in Oklahoma, <laughs> so like, seafood that's not probably a big deal. It's here, amazing right? how you how yeah. quickly you can get it. It's really cool how readily available. Really, uh, uh, sustainably sourced seafood is if you know how to do it. Wow. Mm-hmm. We might have to have you give us some tips on that. I don't even know how non-sustainably sourced seafood. I don't know how any of that works. Mm. How it gets here or where it comes from? Either. None of it. We haven't had the talk yet. <laughs> I've lived in I've lived in Oklahoma my whole life, so There's not a if it doesn't come from oceans. Draper Lake, I don't know. <laughs> Draper Lake. You get your mind blown though, man. Yeah. You know, um uh, Patrick Clark over at the Red Cup. Patrick, he gets all of his spice from the shop. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually spent a whole day with him. And we went to, guy. Yeah, we went to um, Farmer's Market, got chicken from Crystal Lake Farms. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the whole process. And then we went to his house and he cooked it. Mm-hmm. And like just the conversations that we had. And I should have filmed that, yeah. Jim. You should have. <laughs> Might go back and reenact. <laughs> right. <laughs> and And I was just like, I was blown away by how much knowledge he had. Um, he knew where everything came from. He just, I was just like, it just changed the way that I viewed food mm-hmm. after that. And so I'm like, now I'm like, Patrick, I hate you because 
I can't eat this because I know better now. You know, mm-hmm. I can't eat that because I know better now. I just don't eat meat, so I don't have to worry about where it came from. <laughs> Jen, I've seen you eat meat. Don't lie. I'll always what? be like gas station level food. Maybe. But I have bit. such an appreciation for... Actually, I think I can I can get full satisfaction from watching some of my friends <laughs> be selective and, and go to cool places. Can live uh, through them our, on our that. Our friend Atlee Hickerson is <laughs> like... I, People made fun of the taking photos of your food all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I think I miss it now. I've noticed that I'm not seeing it a lot anymore. Like, where are they? It's like a shame. People got shamed over that. Yeah. People. There's all <laughs> these amazing feed. places that people with, with the time and, and resources and will to 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 do it, they they do such amazing they go to amazing places that I just don't have time for. I guess my 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 food always comes down to, like what's what's open, like roller dogs <laughs> right now. Yeah, <laughs> should we get into roller dogs on this podcast? Yeah, from the on I've done roller I've done plenty of the it. Taquitos. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it, okay, sometimes right. it's like that though. It depends on your lifestyle, man. If you're on the go, mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, oh, I gotta bite the bullet. I hate this. Yeah. yeah. The fifty cent corn dog from Sonic that I right? just saw a sign for today. See? I was like, oh. If if I ever spend money, I want it to be like I I romanticize like holes in the wall, like just these dirty. No, that's like a. Oh, sorry, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. You might want to turn this down if you got some kids. Were you He was he was getting a little passionate there. I won't lie. I was I was waiting to see where that went, and then Jen pulled the plug on him. No, I didn't. I was about to say ask about glory holes. I mean, I was gonna go there. I was thinking. I know. I was gonna say it. Is that automobile alley? Which district oh, is going to pick that up? <laughs> Actually, so, so since we're since we're on the subject of food, and you guys are all Oklahoma City folk, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know like where is the like in Norman? What do we have? We have the the Euro Place, uh, Greek, uh, Greek House, Greek House. Like like that's our like kind of divey. Uh, Ty comes here in Norman. I love torches yeah, out there, by the way. I know they moved, but it's still the same stuff. It's still the same stuff, but I actually, I, like, where I moved a couple of years ago was right next to Ty Kumkun, oh, and I became like. Their evil jungle chicken is my favorite meal. And now I have to go all the way across the Norman, which is like, you know, 12 minutes. Yeah. But, <laughs> He's all, all the, the way, way across, like, drive from I have to the tr- village to get to trick evil the desert. Yeah. And they're closed on Sunday. The Pad Ped Catfish. That's. Anyway. Nathan so, took me to a pho place that was amazing. Here in the up, city. Up here? Which yeah. One? yeah, which one? What, what, are, what are the other joints in Oklahoma one. City that, that are like on 23rd? Long. You mean with the good Fuck food? Kim Long yeah. is a pho place. I, I noticed that. I was here... <laughs> We're going to keep going. Oh, my gosh. I noticed that. I remember when that sign went up, I turned around and drove back by. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? That's going to be be my (laughs) restaurant is fucking. Fucking That was the first time I had the thought like, okay, no, enough. They're doing it on purpose now. Yeah. This is an intentional. uh, They're laughing at us. So did you go to Fulin Hua or Fuck How Do? It was the, the fluorescently lit one on 23rd Street. That's uh, Fulin Hua. 23rd and Walker. No, not Walker. Yeah, well, almost or, Western by yeah, the auto yeah, parts yeah. store, essentially. That's Fulin Hua. That's uh, widely regarded as the best pho in town. Yeah, I that think so that good. their broth is really good. Their satay, the chili oil sauce, is really is my favorite in town. Uh, Fuck How Dough is across the street from the milk bottle building. And I think their broth 
is a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really like that spot. Uh, what other types of hole-in-the-wall food stuff are you looking for? Well, so uh, the first place I ever fell in love with was a food truck. Um, the name just escaped me. It's off twenty. He's off twenty third. If if you can catch him, it's it's chicken strips. Bo Bobo's uh, Bobo's chicken. Mm -hmm. That that was the first time that I was just floored. By really? Food. I mean, I this is this was like this was this was a long time ago. Yeah. That, oh, I was gonna <laughs> say, man, I got a different perspective on that. <laughs> The, well, just like I, so I never had uh, honey on chicken before, okay. oh. but up to that point, you know, I, I was I was raised in like Moore and some yeah. some very suburban okay. communities it, okay. where could, if we went if we went somewhere, it was like <laughs> chilies or mm -hmm. you know, Enid, golden so same type deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that was the first time I was like just blown over by what can be done in a food truck oh, man. first time you were really blown by a hole in the wall god damn <laughs> <laughs> keep it going man uh, <laughs> i love the consistency there i no. do too my job the is to set him up and he knocks <laughs> him down yeah. right the dynamic yeah um, do you like uh, ramen see i've never had ramen besides proper ramen? the type of ramen yeah, that i'm used to eating I, I lived in i did a nickel in norman myself yeah the um, nickel we got a ramen place there now yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh, i can't i don't know what it's called but they just opened up and it's pretty good um norman's kind of like tagging along slowly behind oklahoma city like we have yeah. a couple we don't have any really like nice uh mid-level if we have really great diets they have the diner Oh, you know, the like Indian place. The air conditioning diner. <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioned diner. Is it like nothing spectacular? We about have the diner. We have Aussies on the at the at the airport. Yeah, I'm not. I don't good. know Come any on. of these places you guys you, are dude. talking about. I just know syrup and torchies. Man, we got to get together. Like, <laughs> trade off later on. I guarantee you, I know every single restaurant in Oklahoma City, and I've been to almost all of them. And my favorite meal in the state is still Taikum Kim. It's, it's what? Really? Evil jungle oh. chicken at Taikum Kim. Pretty good. And that's in Norman. Wow, that's a big no, statement for you. It is a big statement. I think I stand no sponsorships for you, Abel. No, I'm well, you're seeing <laughs> I have begged that guy for that recipe. Like, I've had conversations with really? him about it. And I was like, I will work for you in your kitchen for free for a week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I enter in your kitchen? Oh, wow, it is your favorite, man. <laughs> well, if you want good, if you want pictures of food, great reviews, and um, even events, go to Yelp. There you go. Our friend Julie. Julie Scott. Scott is um, your Yelp, local always, Yelp representative. We should have Julie on the show. Oh, we, we will. We get out of here. We'd be up here all night. <laughs> we will. But, um, yeah, Yelp is fantastic for that. She's our community leader, and she she reviews so much, and mm -hmm. she's a great you know she's a great writer. But she also like facilitates mm -hmm. um, events and things like that for you. Why are you guys up here if you want to go to kind of a hole in the wally type place? Uh, RJ Supper Club. Oh. RJ Supper Club is fantastic. R and J's is wonderful. Hey, get the R and J. Was it the sour? No, the lobster roll. No, I meant yes. drinks. Oh, drinks. The R where they put the, the grasshopper. No, with the it's the is it the old which which one is it with that egg white on the front? They put the R J logo. I think that's the grasshopper because it's blue. No. Okay. I don't, I don't know. It's uh. I got to give a shout out to Russ Johnson. Yeah, old, Russ, old college buddy. Um, Absolutely, he's a good dude. What is it, Russ? Oh. Russ Johnson, chef, R&J's mm. oh, well, and Ludwig. No, well, he's the executive chef over both of them. Brad Ackerman is the chef at R&J's. Oh, and yeah. he does a fantastic job. It's very 70s swank. Like, um, 
like who's somebody that would hang out there? I want to say James Bond, but he's too classy. <laughs> it's like uh, that seems to be the aesthetic that's coming back. Super right now. swank. Yeah. I mean, like, is that what like Supper Club paper. denotes, or is that like a? Here's the thing: people say Supper Club, and like they think you have to get dressed up. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. remember what Mackenzie like? But that's what they used to call yeah. them. Though. And uh, but no, it's, it's, you we're not a restaurant, pipe, right? Yeah. Or a supper okay. <laughs> right? They actually hand you a big old uh, cal- calabash when that's, you walk in. That's exactly uh, the kind of place that I want to spend the rest of my life. <laughs> Me too. I would. Yeah, we had the launch party for our. What about classic places? We did. Remember we did. Molly Murphy's? Anybody yeah. go back? Yeah, Molly Murphy. Actually, the guy that works for me, online fan club of Molly Murphy. Guy that works for me at the spice think... shops named Tom he used to work at Molly Murphy's. Oh no shit! And he was the Elton John impersonator. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was a paid position. It was. Well, <laughs> yeah. all the, all the uh, waiter, waiters and waitresses had like. Oh, they so this would be. Like, this is way you look like you were debating time. that. Like, is that a paid position? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, <laughs> do they need, a, do they need the second shift? <laughs> it is with the hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> um, I do want to hear about your guys' album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very briefly, we can go back to talking about holes First in the off, wall. First off, like, this futon is on wheels. Hold on. It pairs well with. <laughs> Mac and cheese. <laughs> um, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, okay, so you guys said that you play once year at Norman Music Festival, and do you just spend the rest of the year recording? Uh, well, we kind of did that. We Steve owns a studio in Norman called Breathing Rhythm, mm-hmm. and he's kind of been building his clientele up there. And since I think the story goes, since he, since we're not the band paying, we're not paying for ourselves. So like we, we kind of at the studio. Fall to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> so we would, you know, for five years, because I released an album five years ago. Mm-hmm. And we, we've recorded quite a bit at a studio and just never got around to finishing it. So for this one, I, I also have a home studio and I've always kind of had a home studio and I kind of built that up a little bit. And so I did, I kind of snapped and had to do something and uh, recorded this album over ostensibly, you know, for two week period, but a little longer anyway like I did it at home and then we took it to a studio and mixed it and have been playing shows off of that ever since this fall so I mean we're we're kind of out of the dormant phase so we're actually doing things and getting out like this and playing shows and you're butting out of the cocoon yeah so the the stuff that that we were working on before this album uh we we put in in such a a, a lofty uh headspace you know we we were really intense on specific moments of things and and how it had to be and we'd get these track counts built up and everything was started to become overwhelming um and it, it you know as i got busier with with working in the studio everything sort of took a back seat and so as nathan uh is is getting itchy he's like i you know i got to record these songs i want to do it at my home uh, you know, he's, he's coming to me for, for advice. And in between those uh, timestamps, I completely transitioned from doing, you know, digital recordings with high track counts and, you know, really being precious with everything. I, I've since transitioned into this, like, minimalist, uh, low production... Uh, not low, not, not lo-fi, but not like precious is a good word. You're not not fiddling over the details, and you, yeah. and you did letting doing, letting more spont- spontaneous things happen, and started and doing more things on tape. I got excited about him doing the process himself because you know we'd we'd set him up with three microphones mm-hmm. and a bedroom 
and you know one of my drum kits make sure that that the the root sounds sounded good but when he has a limitation on tools that he could use what he kept coming back to me with was uh stuff that that would be difficult for me to do to do because i have everything at the tips of my fingers mm -hmm. and so the the specific sounds of that record you know all the vocals are being done with an sm58 which you know that that's commonly seen as like mostly a, a live vocal mic it, and uh he had two other mics and everything became interesting and compelling and that's what i look for in music now so when he started coming to me with these songs that he record he may feel a certain way about like well you know don't pay attention to like this this part of it you know i haven't i haven't fixed that yet or whatever i saw this beauty in um and how different it sounded from your your typical uh record i guess so it, it has for for me to start off with the mix process on that it starts off with uh such a, a soft pillowy feel with um you know certain spikes of intensity and all i had to do as a mix engineer first off i could start out with a fresh clean slate as opposed to you know playing on the stuff tracking the stuff doing all the other side of the brain uh, work that I would normally have to do with a record. I just had to sit down with the root tracks that he gave me and we had it mixed in a relatively short time, I think. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Took a little long with it oh, still. Half a year. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the you know the, the, the end result <laughs> the end result was was something that uh, that I was just super happy to be a part of, even if I wasn't, you know, doing my job description, which is, uh, I, I only played a couple of drum tracks. You played one drum track. I played one drum track. <laughs> no, you played two. You're right. Okay. You played, well, you played, yeah, you played two. Two drum tracks and, uh, you know, didn't, didn't do much of the, of the engineering at all. Um, you guys have a pretty unique sound. There's haunting characteristics and um, nostalgic and sober. Yeah. And yeah, tell us about like kind of what your vision has been for this <coughs> album and sound wise. So, so we have um, we have a few similarities as as far as stuff that we enjoy listening to, but our our, our biggest similarity uh, is is in our personalities. Mm -hmm. And he did such a great job of capturing, um, you know, the dark part of him, mm -hmm. which I identify with, uh, the humorous part of him, which I identify with. And uh, taking that into context, it's, uh, it's, it's so easy for me to work with because I know what he's going for. Um, for me, it, uh, and this isn't to denigrate any other bands, but you, I feel like when you see a lot of of local bands or other bands, you, you can tell kind of like, okay, they're they're doing A and B together, or that they've, they've clearly watched a lot of this band and they're kind of doing their own take on that. And that can, there can be a lot of authentic authenticity and, and really good results from that. But for me, it, it it's always just 
like when I was a certain age, I listened to all these post rock records when I was like 19 years old. And then at a certain age, I listened to all these singer songwriter, like unknown records, like Bill Callahan and Smog and Sparkle Horse and all these things kind of filtered into my brain. And then when it came time, and, I, and like I told you, I've been doing this for a while. So I've done a couple records and they're all right. And like, but th th there was no, I mean, not to speak in grandiose terms, like there was no truth to them or there was mm -hmm. nothing necessarily personal on the line. Mm -hmm. So for this record, it was very important for me to kind of lay out very specific parts of myself and of my life and events that had happened and just kind of pushing them through this, this filter of all this music I've absorbed over the, over my life. And it kind of comes out, I think confessional in some way, but also like trying to be cinematic. And maybe that's the part of, of it that I like is that it's, it's not necessarily achieving its cinematic aim. It's, it's sort of reaching for that. So you're seeing something slightly imperfect in that, but, uh, it was also just, and for as, as far as nostalgia, just like I said, capturing real events, and so like the nostalgia there is uh, something kind of genuine. Mm. Uh, I feel I feel like you know, kind of going back into that uh, chaotic time. Like I, a lot of times, I I, I, so, uh, I hope that I help out with a little bit of this anxiety that that Nathan can tend to get uh, with. Uh, you know, certain ideas of, of what he's doing, cycling in his head a lot. Yeah, so I artists think he, having he anxiety? What? I mean. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I felt like he story. took it to this this wall. And, uh, you know, my only job was, was to then remove that from his shoulders and translate all the emotion that he jam-packed into... Uh, into these tracks and just make that translate through a set of speakers, uh, which is, as a mix engineer, that's that's the only thing I give a shit about is does the emotion translate? Um, that's a quote. I know. <laughs> right? That's yeah, the only thing I, I give a shit about blog. is <laughs> if the emotions translate. Sorry, can we, can we cuss on this? Yes. I was going to say, can I steal that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you guys said you have some, you are playing some shows this year. Do you have some things lined up already? That yeah, we're I think our next thing is March eleventh. We're playing at Theopolis with a band called North by North from Chicago, which are kind of like a Pixies infused, like really well done pop music. Mm -hmm. So we're doing that. We're doing the opening reception for Momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, Sweet. Oh, cool! I had somebody in the shop talking about Momentum today. When's, when is that? I think it's the 23rd and 24th. Like, so it's that Friday and Saturday of that weekend, and we're playing. And I think it's somewhere at the plaza, the opening reception. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a, a smaller party. And mm -hmm. they, yeah. I guess they want our atmosphere for it. But uh, then um, Shirley Norman Music Fest. I don't know how much. You guys are veterans. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, of course, we'll be back. It, now <laughs> it feels different because, like you said, for a couple of years we were – it was just like, well, this is the one show we want to try and do this year. But at this point, it, it, it feels a lot more urgent because we have an album. And, and in, we've, since we've got the blood moving, like I, I already have my eyes fixed on doing like the next thing as, as soon as possible and, and continuing instead of letting myself kind of fall back into a state of being comfortably. Yeah, on, the, on the way up here, we were talking about, uh, so Nathan's been doing uh, sort of an uh, ambient... Uh, 
thing by himself, uh, which he started. We we did a we were supposed to do a show at the Oklahoma City Museum of Art, and I had to bail from sickness and stuff like that. Um, was, so we got this yeah. ambient thing together, and I think we're gonna we're gonna track that next and very cool talk talk about some ideas with that. So we'll try to keep this ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, um, enough about us. What do you think about us? I well, we <laughs> want to play a track from your latest album. What track would you like for to talk about or for us to? Because I, um, I will. I'll uh, take the hit on this one. I'm sorry, I did not adequately communicate uh, to bring instruments. So we are doing an album track today. Um, so you guys tell us which one you want to. Uh, you, one or two, or we usually do a couple. Um, have some favorites. What do you think? I think I wish I was glowing has already been out long enough or out there enough. So I don't know. What's the other two? Uh, the, <laughs> the first track. Do uh, Don't Give yeah. In. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's, right. like, that's like the, the, the rock and roll song of the record, I think. All right. Well, yeah. we will be we'll playing that. Yeah. To close the podcast, huh? Oh, we have one track. Do you want to do one or two? Yeah. Do you want another two, song? Two songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. So you're talking about um, the stories that the songs were based on. Do you want to share with us the stories that any either one of these tracks are, um, come from, or is that...? Um, yeah, I can, uh, without getting into too many specifics. But the first track, if there's going to play... I guess if you do two, maybe the first one, Don't Give In, and then the title track, Every Little Thing She Does is Tragic. Mm-hmm. Because those aren't necessarily about a specific person, so they're not mean-spirited or anything. I mean, the whole thing came from processing a breakup that had happened five years ago, but it's not necessarily specifically this this thing that is detailing all of those events, but it's, it is inspired, like some of the name places, uh, things that happened in those places. That's what, what they came from. But the, those two tracks are more just kind of about like don't give in, I would say, is is a kind of a song about divorce from a. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I'm failing. Yeah. You, you lost me on this one. <laughs> it, it's just sort of. Um, I think I I have this tendency to write these songs from the perspective of people who are doing bad things and they're fully conscious of it. Okay. And so they're they sort of announce it. Yes, this is something that is terrible, but this is who I am in a way. So, and then the other one, the title track, "Every Little Thing She Does Is Tragic," is just kind of a. I think everybody's been through the kind of, the kind of breakup where. They just want to say a couple of nasty things. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, where can people find you on social media, on the internet, um, website? We're on a mall, I think. We're on a Facebook. That's Magnificent Bird. We're on Instagram. That's Magnificent Bird. I think Twitter is at, at MagBird OK, I think. I didn't know we had a Twitter. I started one. We got 20 followers. Yes, that's <laughs> But one of them is Bo Jennings. So. Oh, <laughs> man. We, Dude, we have to get to Bo, Bo on here. on Instagram um, before we came in here. Bo, He's will awesome. you come yeah. on our podcast, please? You know Bo Jennings. I, I do. Know. Well, I do know I will, a little bit. Bo, I'll text you. Uh, the we'll album. 
Um, he's wonderful, but you guys are on Twitter, so. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if Bo Jennings has a Twitter, but. He does. He does, because he follows me. Come mm -hmm. on. Oh, that's right. We're mm -hmm. just talking. We just up. covered this. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, albums on everywhere. I can stream it on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp. You can download it there, and you can. Wow. I think, I think they're on, get, they've got CDs printed <laughs> at the at guest rooms. and. Wow. Like, any wow, records? Any vinyl? No, Please say yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's such an expensive proposition. So we're we're trying to we're kind of raising money right now, like kind of putting together all the show money and getting a little bit of a of a wad. Yeah, we haven't uh, done any crowdfunding or anything like that. Which I don't all the vinyl that. that I know of that's been pressed has done some crowdfunding. I have. I think we're saving crowdfunding for. I don't know that I ever want to do it though. It just feels. What crowdfunding? It's yeah. A, it, I don't. It feels so uncomfortable for me. I just, well, I, I any kind it. of self promotion or, or asking of anything, and we're, that's that's our own issue. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but we're so we're saving the money. We're we're trying to. But vinyl's expensive. We're kind of debating: yeah, yeah. do we want to press this record or do we want to save it and maybe right. press the next one? Yeah. I'm on a mission to collect all the Oklahoma artists' vinyl right now. Which Aww. Jen, I need some vinyl. Okay. You know what? I really would love to do vinyl on our upcoming album, but again, it is expensive. So yeah. if anybody so what, would like just, to, this is the second time I've heard this. Right? What? Band uh, so are you? I have a band called Will Away, and okay. um, so if anybody would like to throw Magnificent Bird and Will Away money to do vinyl, mm -hmm. uh, there's an open invitation on our podcast to do that. You yeah. can buy, go on our I, website. I would be a part of that. I don't yes. want a crowdfund, but I will take a sugar daddy. We will too. I'm not scary to say because it's we my got, sister and I. We'll take it down to the old glory hole and automobile. Oh, I have a really cute, like 25 year old on my band. So I guess it uh, starts to take on a whole different meeting when I say we need a sugar daddy. <laughs> or if somebody wants to buy our depressing music for a commercial, like <laughs> movie. That's it's right. funny because like, I think I could see you guys' music in a movie. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about Some to check it out. I, I hope so. See that and We're I hoping there's a new trend of sad movies coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I, I almost wanted to make that point. Not to cut you off, though. Like with, with everything, not to get political or anything, but with everything that's happening, I feel like now is a time for sad music. For sad and angry music. And <laughs> yeah. so I think this was the sad album. The next album is going to be the angry album. I was telling, yeah. uh, I was telling you guys before we uh, what started, uh, I was listening to the album and it totally put Alice Pearl directly to sleep. No. So that that's completely served its purpose. I actually tell people nice. that is the greatest compliment. Because mm -hmm. I mean, w as I recorded it, like that's how I would preview it. My wife would go to bed; it'd be one o'clock at night. I couldn't, I wouldn't be asleep yet, so I'd go in my studio, put my headphones on, and like instantly start conking out. Because there's something about, I mean, I, I like that. Yeah. I like being able that's to awesome. be drifted off. So if somebody tells me that, I'm like that's exactly what you should be doing. Well, that, you should that, go home, that soft, take a nice little tone that, that I was referencing <laughs> earlier. Like that, that's what does it for me. Like there's, there's nothing. Uh, screeching or, or like intense that you're supposed to mm. none, none of the high all the high frequency stuff is sort of tamed on it and i think i think that's part of it because i've personally mm -hmm. fell asleep a couple times <laughs> sure. uh, listening to my music so don't yeah. listen to it while driving <laughs> yeah. 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 is that what you're telling me wait till i get home to listen to this yeah. yes yeah. preferably cozy. on a nice pillow in my pajamas yeah. i was having yeah. one of those medical tests done cozy where like you it. just have to yeah. lay yeah. still for mm -hmm. a certain amount of time and i, I put the record on and just Went out. Nice. Ideally, you go home, get a pillow, lay down, get a get a, like a, a bottle of beer, or I was a glass, say, glass of wine, of wine. Yeah. and yeah. have a nice cry. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, have a nice oh, cry. You probably That's need another quote. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta have a nice cry, <laughs> it's man. It's good. It's cleansing. It's good. We're working on that as a, a working title for the next 
Sometimes you got to have a nice guy. <laughs> today was the right day to, to play the record for my wife who just went back to work. That's true. Uh, no, we might need to wait. But. Well, it's not like it's not like turkey. She it's made it. Good. She made it. Too, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> you can snap out of it pretty quickly. <laughs> You're like, oh, what was I doing? <laughs> Andra, where can people find you? Of course. Um, we didn't ask your so- social media. Oh, everything is Naked City OKC. And your Naked site City is OKC.com. Naked City OKC on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Perfect. Make it simple, now. easy. Perfect. Cool. Well, we have Magnificent Bird up next from the uh, two tracks from their newest album released in November. And you can find Grounded Sounds at Grounded Sounds OK on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, no, no, no. At Grounded Sounds on Instagram and Twitter. And ground ground okay on, on Facebook. Facebook, yes. Yep. Awesome. Apparently, we're releasing shows on Thursday now, which is I know we're okay. a day behind. We're, <laughs> we've started off very unorganized this year, but we are on a good track. April, we are. We, are. we got. We're going to streamline this. And I like it. We're going to. We'll get on in. a real schedule. Um, yes, and we're going to schedule guests. Yes. Before <laughs> Wednesday. Yes, we will. We were supposed to release this yesterday, but um, we're just. So when does this come out? Hopefully tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, normally we release on Wednesday slash Thursday, but it's Thursday now, so <laughs> Thursday late night. Hopefully, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is wonderful. Thank you to our producer, Thanks, Stephen Steve. Tyler, coming and mostly sick, coming in nights <laughs> and a mostly harmless even, media. Even if you yell at me. Make sure to check out All In Andrell's podcast. And uh, thank you guys for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you. it's been awesome, mm-hmm. fun. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Someday you'll 
supposed to 